Hey everybody, welcome to Renewing the Center. Uh, it is so good to be with you today. This is our uh, last posted episode of 2023. So it's um, so great to be reflecting a little bit on how bringing this podcast back has been a rewarding experience for me personally. I hope that for those of you who listen, this has been uh, meaningful in some way for you and just really hopeful and excited about what uh, 2024 will bring here on the podcast. Um, I am uh, really looking forward to, to sharing that space with you as we step into the future. Uh, today's lectionary reading that uh, we're selecting comes from the very end of our Bible. I, I figured since this is the very last post of the year that we would pick one of the last verses uh, from the Bible. Uh, Revelation 21 happens to be in our daily lectionary. So I'm going to read seven verses at the beginning of Revelation 21, pray, and then we're going to share just a few thoughts as we wrap up 2023. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and the sea was no more. And I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne, saying, See, the home of God is among mortals. He will dwell with them, and they will be his peoples, and God himself will be with them. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes. Death will be no more. Mourning and crying and pain will be no more. For the first things have passed away. And the one who is seated on the throne said, See, I am making all things new. Also, he said, Write this, for these words are trustworthy and true. And then he said to me, It is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To the thirsty I will give water as a gift from the spring of the water of life. Those who conquer will inherit these things, and I will be their God, and they will be my children. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Father, thank you for these powerful words from our Father, from you at the end of our Bibles. Lord, I, I pray today that as we reflect back on a, a year that is coming to a close, uh, 2023, and as we look forward to a new year that is emerging, I pray that you would give us uh, a clear vision of where our story is is headed, how our story ends, God. And I pray today that we would uh, choose to live today in light of the trajectory of the story. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So we're told here at the very beginning uh, of Revelation 21 that there will be a new heaven and a new earth. And We've talked about this at various junctures in the, the podcast uh, previously, but I, I'll say it again. When we see here at the very end of the Bible a picture of the new Jerusalem coming down out of heaven and being established on a renewed earth, uh, we are getting a sense of the finality uh, of, a, of what resurrection really means. Um, I would submit to you that what we see in Revelation 21 is what will happen after heaven. Uh, the Bishop N.T. Wright says, that the resurrection is life after life after death. Heaven is life after death. Resurrection is what comes after heaven. And what we see at the end of our Bibles is that we will live a fully embodied eternity with God on a renewed earth in the new Jerusalem. Physical everywhere. Resurrection everywhere. Renewal everywhere. That's where our story's headed. That's where this whole thing is going. That's why your bodies matter. That's why physicality matters. It's why we have to get clear about our thinking about where our story's headed, that we're not headed to an endless church service on clouds with 
harps and angels and little chubby babies. This is going to be a fully renewed earth that is completely liberated from death and darkness. That's where your story's headed. That's the end of the game. The Bible tells us here that the city itself, the New Jerusalem, will be like a bride. It will be beautiful, full of the people of God. We will make the New Jerusalem beautiful alongside God. And that God will be at the center and we will fill the city. Uh, there are verses in, in Revelation that actually tell us that the goods of the nations, cultural goods created, the treasures of the nations will be ushered into the New Jerusalem. And so what that means to us is that our fully resurrected uh, world is going to have the transcendent beauty of the people of God, God himself, and the cultural goods that have been created that are transcendent. I don't know exactly what that means, but I have an inkling. I think that beautiful works of art, I think that um, East of Eden will make it into the New Jerusalem. Uh, I believe that um, we're going to be surrounded by beauty and some of the beauty we're going to bring in, uh, we're going to bring into the New Jerusalem. And it's just an amazing idea that we will be in the city itself because of us and because of all the things God has done, we'll be like a bride, beautiful, perfectly suited for Jesus, our husband. What an amazing idea. That's where the story's going. That's where your story's going. Like, so think about it today. You may be facing something really hard. You may be uh, floundering even. You may be looking back at 2023 feeling super discouraged. Gosh, I had some hard stuff happen in 2023. I'm sure you did too. And I think what a day like today gives us and a text like this one gives us is an opportunity to look even at the hard stuff in light of hold those realities in light of where the story's headed. The story is headed to a beautiful climactic transcendent culminating new Jerusalem coming down out of heaven, being established on the earth and you being in it. <laughs> That's pretty good. We're also told in this passage that the sea will be no more, which I know for some people is a bummer because, you know, you like the ocean and you think, oh, the beach, that'd be so great. Remember, Jews were not Vikings. Uh, the sea represents in the Bible almost always the sea represents chaos and uncertainty, uh, tumult. And when we're told here that the sea will be no more, God's not taking away beach vistas from us. He's saying there will be no more chaos. There will be no more uncertainty uh, that churn, pain, storms, waves that collapse, boats, people being lost, being in over your head, gone forever, done, finished. And then we're told that God will make his home with us. The language here is so beautiful. Uh, we're told he will dwell with us. We are told that we will belong to him, not from a distance, but close by. Uh, in the next little bit of scripture, we're told that God will be the light at the center of the city. So he, we won't need sun or moon. He will be the light at the middle of the city. And then we're told he will be with us. There's a sense of intimacy there, of unhindered relationship. And if you think about your Bible, right? Like the Bible begins with unhindered intimacy in the Garden of Eden. And then we lose that. And the whole scope of the scripture is really people trying to find their way back to God. God making a way for people to get back to him. And now at the very end of our Bible, we see that it works. And so all the places where you are struggling, where you long for intimacy that you don't experience. And I will tell you, that happens to me in my life with God. I, I want to experience a kind of connectedness and a closeness that I find very elusive. Even... even in my, in my best moments, it's not what I want it to be. Well, here we're told 
that at the end of all time, in the New Jerusalem, there will be unhindered intimacy. We will have Eden back. Only it'll be better than Eden. It'll be a city, a massive redeemed city with no corruption, no death, full of life, full of beauty, full of people like you and me, full of cultural goods, and God will be in the middle of it and there will be no barrier between us and him. So what happens when God makes his home with us? Uh, this text tells us, I think, five things. Number one, he will wipe away our tears. He doesn't wave a magic wand over us. The hurt is not erased, it's healed. And that's really important. We're told that in heaven and in the resurrection, we will know as we are known. So the hurt will be reframed in light of the intimacy and the nearness of God. So we'll look back on the pain of the past, but we will not have tears. He'll wipe away our tears. He will heal us. Secondly, we're told death will be no more. Because of this, mourning and crying will be no more. I know some of you listening to me today are in places of mourning. Maybe as you look back at 2023, there's sadness over things lost, people lost. Our church, we've lost people to death this last year in our church. We've seen marriages end, dreams go sideways. In the New Jerusalem, death will be no more. Mourning and crying will be no more. God will heal the hurts. And I don't exactly know what this means practically, but what I believe is that we will remember the hurts, that they will have been transcended. In the same way that Jesus bore in his resurrected body the marks of his murder, he didn't forget the cross. The cross was healed. The pain of the cross was healed. And I think the same is going to be true in the resurrection for you and for me. We will bear a memory of the hurt, but it will not cause us to mourn and cry. It'll be reframed because death, the final enemy, will have been defeated. Number three, we're told that renewal occurs. Jesus uh, actually says, God actually says, behold, I am making all things new. Which leads me to the fourth thing that we're told here, which is that God finishes what he begins. It's like a full circle, return to Eden, but in a massive city, God finishes what he begins. And so your life, like mine, will, will inevitably, in these seasons in which we live right now, feel like an unfinished project. It'll feel like something that may never finish. God finishes. He completes. He sits. And when God sits, there's no more work to be done. And finally, the Lord tells us that he'll give us water to drink. And you may think, what a curious thing. You know, Israelites, the Jews, lived in an arid desert place, and so water meant life. Water always means life. We just have taps and filters and springs, and uh, we buy water. We have water abundantly, and so we don't know really what it feels like to wonder about water, and yet the ancients did. Streams in the desert meant life. And so when God says here, I will give you water from my spring to drink, what he's basically saying is at the end of your days in the resurrection, you will be perfectly satisfied. And none of us this side of eternity know what it feels to be perfectly satisfied. We have moments where we're satiated, but mm, it's just temporary. We long for intimacy. We never have it quite like we want it. We long for joy. We find it, but it's elusive. And here we're told at the end of all days, we will be completely, totally, 
utterly satisfied. So I want you to carry that into your reflection, especially if you're thinking about 2023 and some of the heartaches and the hurts of 2023. I want you to carry into those reflections, which need to be honest, an awareness of where your story's headed. You will be satisfied because God will be with you and you will be with him. That's where this is going. God bless you. Happy New Year. We'll see you soon.